Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your host, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Hi, Sim. Hey, Sonia. Oh my gosh, this gives me flashbacks to season one. We would just be like, how are you doing? Please talk. <laughs> it's like a standoff. This week we are talking about Angel Investing 101, which is something that we've had a lot of interest in. When it comes to investing, like people think of, you know, the share market and they think of investing in companies like Google or Apple or Tesla. And then you get to like the finer forms of investing, which aren't like as widely spoken about, but still as equally worth knowing. And that's where things like angel investing come in. So we're going to be going into what it is, how you find deals, how it works, if it's worth your time. And honestly, just like a really deep dive into the world of angel investing so that you can determine if it's for you or if it's something you'd like to do in the future. Now, before we begin, we want to take a moment to thank our season sponsor for powering this week's episode. Are you ready to take control of your financial future and you don't know where to begin? Meet Perla, the Aussie investing platform that makes it easy for anyone to invest in the stock market and build a sensible, diversified portfolio. With Perla, you can start investing with as little as $5. Perla's unique community-driven experience guides you through the process of selecting your investment goals, creating a portfolio tailored to your needs and tracking your progress over time. One of the things that we love most about Perla is their commitment to financial education. Perla commits to empowering investors through tools like template portfolios with access to easier investing and supportive community connections. Perla also offers great insight and data that help pave the way for equitable investing. Their research finds women are investing more of their income than men and more women invest on their platform than men. Perla also walks the walk with open pay transparency to help facilitate open conversations about wage, roles and opportunities within the financial industry. If you're feeling overwhelmed by all the options, Perla's platform is intuitive and easy to use with powerful tools that give you control over your investments. You can track your portfolio's performance, set up automatic investments and even invite friends and family to invest alongside you. Don't wait to start building your financial future. Check out Perla.com today and start investing in your goals. Now, before we dive right into it, I wanted to start with the term angel investing. It is something that often used to confuse me when I was growing up and I just didn't get it. Like, honestly, like hand on heart, I thought it meant people that invested in good things. Yeah, same. In my head, I just picture people going into like hospitals or sick children research centers. And I'm like, that's so nice. You know, you're doing something with your money. Just like someone's there to like save the day. You know, it's like, oh no, like the school burned down, but the angel investor came and saved it. (laughs) And we are here to debunk all of, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So angel investors are also known as informal investors, angel funders, private investors, seed investors, or business angels. Honestly, I understand why they don't call themselves seed investors. It gives more of like a seediness to it than angel investors. Yeah. Goes straight to the Wolf of Wall Street analogy. Right. And and so the name Angel actually came from Broadway theater, where back in the day, wealthy individuals would just give money to help production. And so they'd just be called angels. And so the term angel investor was used in the University of New Hampshire in their center for venture research. And basically there was a guy, he did a study on how like founders gathered capital and then they're like, 
there are these people that will help new companies by giving them a lot of money and we're calling them angel investors and that's just how the name stuck but i'd love to ask how does it work what is it because that is still like such a confusing part for beginner investors And I would be so happy and thrilled to tell you. In simple terms, angel investing is when a person provides money for a business startup, usually for equity or ownership in the company or convertible debt. I just wanted to take a quick moment to explain convertible debt because I feel like if you Google, like, why do people angel invest? Like, it's one of the top things that come up because in my head, prior to any knowledge. I didn't realize that people did this, but it is when a business borrows money from a lender or an investor where both the parties enter the agreement with the intent to repay all of the loan by converting it to a certain number of shares at some point in the future. And in terms of what type of person Angel invests, it's usually folks who have a high net worth, usually over $1 million. And sometimes Angel investors, they will organize themselves into a group or a network to share research and then pool their money together. And the main goal of a Angel investor, it is to help businesses get established so their funding is a little bit more favorable than other lenders or taking a business loan with the bank because, first of all, angel investors tend to believe in the company, its founders, its mission. There's more of an intimate relationship compared to just getting a business loan from a bank. And they usually amp the company up to succeed because they have stakes in the game as well. And sometimes they provide a one-time cash injection into the business Or they can invest on an ongoing basis in the company's fixed assets or working capital. I also just wanted to take a quick moment to explain the difference between angel investors and venture capitalists. And the easiest way to explain it is that angel investors, they use their own money, so their own personal funds, rather than venture capitalists who They get money from other people and they pull that money together and then they invest in a professionally managed fund. Going from there, the other like main difference between angel investors and venture capitalists is that angel investors are like, hey, let's help you with your first baby steps. I'm going to hold your little pinky and help you walk. You're like crawling. Let's just start. And I'm not really worried about you growing up and starting to make money and then giving it back to me. I'm just like, you're a baby right now and I want to help the baby you know, get into school. Whereas venture capitalists are like, I am going to put money into you right now. And like, God, you better like start making money for us like a lot more quickly. How you find deals when it comes to angel investing is one, just understanding how many shares you're getting. Most of the time, angel investors only take like 10 to 25%. So the beauty of that is like, you don't own the entire company. You're not like, hey, let me invest in you. But like, gosh, now it like, this is my company. I have to stress about it. I like to imagine angel investors like flowing through life and they're like, you get 10%, you get 10%. Like it's like an Oprah deal and you just end up like, having little bits of companies that you own but you don't have to go and turn up to those companies or worry too much about them because 10% of an entire company doesn't require you know your presence there every single day so how do you find them 
how do you look for a company that's like at the start? A lot of people think you have to like live in Silicon Valley and just like run into someone at the coffee shop and be like, hey, what a cool idea. I also have a million dollars in the bank account. Like let's make something work. That is one way. But most commonly what people do is they either, like Sonia said, form syndicates where lots of angel investors come together and they share deals. You can get in touch with analysts at venture capitalist firms. So even though venture capitalists don't do the same thing, they're still dealing with people that come in and go, I need help. And venture capitalists go, you know what? You're not at the stage where we can help you, but like, here's an angel investor. Here's an individual person that is more likely to be able to give you what you're looking for. Friends and family are also funnily enough places you can get deals from, but in the nicest way possible, I don't think the average person is going to find the best angel investment deals with their friends and family. It's just often when founders start, they will ask friends and family to help. So it's not like all of our friends and family are going to start investing. It's just when they do, you often ask people that are close to you. Does that make sense? Makes sense. I think it also goes against every sticky money episode that we've done in terms of borrowing money from like family members and <laughs> friends. But the difference here, people, is that there is a contract involved. <laughs> so makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine the amount of like sticky money episodes we get where people are like, help, I gave my cousin $25,000 for their business and they never started. The other way that you can work through finding deals is through investor events or forums, online communities. I mean, Girls That Invest is literally an online community where you could like in the comment section or through DMs or through our networking events like come in. We once had an event in Toronto that was organized by some amazing angel investors and it was so cool to like Sonia and I talked we talked about like our work and then afterwards it was like mixing and mingling and there were investors and there were business owners and it was so cool to see connections happening there and deals happening eventually and then there's incubators and accelerators and so if you don't know what those are the simple way to put them is it's like a fellowship or almost like a little like course that you run through often run by venture capitalists or angel investing forums where they're like hey founder we're going to teach you like a little quick MBA on how to get started and so you go through it you learn everything you need to learn about business and then at the end there will be angel investors that get to know you and like see if they can help so there's a few ways you can do it often they're more structured but I've had friends that have tried a product and going, wow, I really like the skincare brand, and then reached out to the company and been like, hey, I'd love to angel invest in you. So you can also just do that. Yeah. I think you've just broken like a common misconception as well, because I think people think that you have to be there like right at the start, but like evidently not. You can just message them. Do you need money? I've got it. No, you can absolutely come in, like obviously more at the earlier stage, but it's not like if you don't show up in the first year, you can never angel invest. And with companies like, especially in this time and age where, you know, things are kind of slowing down with the recession or recession that is coming with a asterisk, then we are starting to see companies go, well, I could do with the cash flow. So it'd actually be really beneficial if you do put some money into my company and I'll give you like, you know, a share or two from that. I just want to enter the chat and 
break people's rose-tinted views on angel investors by going through the disadvantages of angel investing. And on the flip side as well, like as a business, maybe things to think about before you onboard angel investors, if that's how you want to raise money for your company. The first one being is that sometimes I think it's like spoken about that this is such a sure thing. Like when you invest in a company or a startup, it's a sure thing and it's most likely going to be success. Unfortunately, majority of angel investors, they're actually likely to lose their money. There was a survey that was done by Wilbur Labs that looked at 150 founders and about 70% of entrepreneurs, they will face potential business failure and nearly 66% that will face that potential failure within the first 25 months, they'll experience that catastrophic failure for launching their company. That's more than half. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Do you know what I mean? Also continuing on, there was a stat that was provided by Money Hub NZ and there's less than 1% chance that the business that you will invest in will go on to become a unicorn, which is a company that has a private valuation of over a billion dollars. And I know logically some people are like, oh, well, if I angel invest, I'm not necessarily investing for the company to be a unicorn. But I think sometimes the publicity that some people get I know it would be in the back of my mind if I was seeking angel investing like I would want to focus on those optimistic like headlines and companies and like finding the right startup to invest in now mind you sim will counteract every single thing that I've said in the next part so don't you guys worry we've decided to take segments on the flip side of it if you are a startup if you want to start a business a few things to think about is the deal that you might get if you choose to have funding through angel investors and that one is usually a loss of equity within the business and that could lead to loss of control. What I mean by that is like particular contracts they might negotiate maybe like a 10% ownership or 10% equity and that could mean that they really do have a foot in the door for major decisions and if you are someone that wants full control of your business that's something to definitely think about and then there's also a slight pressure to perform I wouldn't say slight pressure I would say just pressure in general to perform really well especially within your early years of 
having a business. I don't think you get the same grace if you do have angel investors compared to getting a business loan because I think a business loan through a bank, it's pretty straightforward. You just have to make the repayments. They don't really have an attachment for you to succeed or do well. All they're going to focus on is you making your repayments at a particular time, right? So I think those are pretty huge things to take into consideration. And I would like to say that anyone that angel invests or on the flip side, anyone who's going to take investors on, it's not child's play. Like you are having conversations. There are legal entities involved. So I'm really well aware of that. I just think I wanted to like highlight those things because it's not all sunshine and rainbows when it comes to this realm. It's so frustrating because when you like say angel investing, it's like, of course, like it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's literally angelic. Like there's a halo on my head. There's like clouds everywhere and I invest my money and I make the returns. Like it's so hard to hear the disadvantages because you're like, wait, there's disadvantages when you can do this. Yeah. I mean, we literally thought that they were saviors basically going out and (laughs) with capes and stuff before, like when we were younger, I think that also sometimes that the name in itself can breed a little bit entitlement from people who do like invest. And I think that's why some people might be put off. It's like the opposite with venture capitalists. Like you call someone a venture capitalist and you're like, oh, (laughs) you're just here for the money, aren't you? (laughs) You're like, you have no morals, you have no ethics, you know, and look. But what are some of the advantages? Like, fight me. Well, I think some of the benefits that might outweigh all of the negatives is the money that you make in return. And that's, I guess, the primary reason why you would be an angel investor. So how much you can expect, or at least what their target is, to know that you made a good angel investment is getting at least 3 to 4% return on your investment. So if you put in, let's say, $100, you should at least expect three or $400 back and that's often in a time frame of five to seven years, which is important to remember. You're not putting in money to go, oh, this is going to give me like income straight away or I, my shares are going to double in a year. This is money that you can't use for five to seven years at least. Now, another way to like estimate how profitable angel investing is, I'm going to share a little bit of jargon, but bear with me. It isn't too confusing. There's a thing called the internal rate of return, so IRR, and it is just a percentage. And the higher the percentage, the more profitable the investment is, the lower the percentage, the less profitable an investment is. So if an investment is like 5% profitable, is it worth your time? Probably not. If it's like 100% profitable, okay, that's pretty good. Angel investing falls around 20 to 30%. So an average of 22% is their internal rate of return. So it's not too bad, but that's really just the financial benefits. People often angel invest as a way to like continue their investing strategy and angel investments only make up often like 10% of their entire portfolio. It's not the like get rich quick scheme that people think it is. It's not the one thing that you do that like was the thing that changed your entire strategy. It's like one of the things that you do. The benefits as well is often like, let's say you retired early or let's say you were bored of your work or you wanted to take a hiatus. What you can do is when you angel invest, you can get really involved in that company. So back to the idea of like, let's say you find a skincare brand that you like, well, then you can start 
like being part of their board. So often angel investors can become board members and go to board meetings and share their views and opinions and really make an impact on that brand if they're really passionate about it. You can even assist with key hires. Like you can jump in and do these things because you own such a chunk of the company without feeling like, you know, you're an employee. So you get to like really make a change. Often the benefits also include networking within the company And I don't know how I feel about this advantage, but I've heard people say it's just intellectually stimulating. And so again, imagine you've retired, you've like finished work, you don't really want to get a job again, but then yeah, like you're still using your brain and like using your willpower and helping. And I guess just like keeping your finger on the pulse when it comes to the industries that you've left or the fields that you're in. And so the benefit of it is interesting I think the two key benefits really just fall into the money you make and the people you meet and the impact you can have well I guess that's three so I'll be honest the disadvantages of angel investing actually seem to outweigh the advantages unless you make a good return wow I was not expecting you to say that neither yeah this is just me being negative and I get that I really do but when you say like yeah it's going to be so intellectually stimulating for the angel investor and you get like your opinion in the company I just imagine like the founder like in the back trying to keep their mouth shut because they've like just got a cash injection or like the person is like investing in them on a regular basis like shut up (laughs) like be quiet like thank you for speaking but let's not you know (laughs) Yeah, because like from the angels' point of view, they're like, look, I'm just trying to diversify my portfolio. I want some like high risk, high reward investments. Like it's not going to be all of my money, but like I've put a million into your company. So like I should be able to say if the logo needs to get changed. And then I can so, you're right. I can absolutely imagine the founder just being like, Jesus Christ, like was this worth it? Like did they need to be part of this? Do you think angel investing is going to be part of your portfolio anytime soon? Yeah, I'm always looking around and I think it's something I would like to do. But like you said, for angel investing, well, one, you need to be an accredited investor, which means you need to be someone with either a net worth of a million dollars or someone that's made $200,000 in the last two years. And the reason for that is that because it is not protected. It's not like investing in the share market where if the company suddenly flops, like they're held to a level of accountability. These are smaller companies and they're private companies and they don't have to share their financials. But I think within Girls That Invest and within like myself, angel investments is something I'd like to do because gosh, if there's one thing I can do, it's share my opinion. And the idea of like being on a board and being like, oh, what about this idea and that? Like that's what I do for free to my friends unsolicited that no one asked for. So I think I should probably channel that energy somewhere else professionally. Into somewhere where it's solicited and you could get a return. Makes sense. Makes sense. I feel like I get a return by seeing people thrive. I just, anyway, what are your thoughts? Would you angel invest? I just want to make it very clear that I'm not anywhere near this in terms of including it within my portfolio. So number one, two, I would. I think one thing that I can do is research. And I feel like if I do get to a point where I want to do that and I'm able to do that, like how cool is it to like fund a business or have a part in a business that you really believe in and you also don't really have to go through all the hardships that business owners go through, entrepreneurs go through at the start. You're kind of just providing that support. And another thing that I can do really good is be someone's hype woman. 
So if I can be your business hype woman, why the heck not? You like hype us in every other aspect of our life. You're like, go get that haircut. Go get those pajamas. Like, go buy yourself that sushi. But, like, imagine channeling that into, like, companies. I'm actually terrible. <laughs> so, should I go on this? Yes, you need it. You need to rest. Like, you need to go on this trip. Like, I can't tell you how hard you've been working. Like, you've just been on a trip. And I would be like, no, you need to go on a trip next week. Like, that's what you deserve. I'm like, Sonia, I've just come back. But should I go to, like, the UK? And she's like, yeah. you only live once. Like, this is, look at you. Look at you. Look at your eyes. Look at your bags. You're tired. Go on a trip. When are you going to be 26 again? You know? Never. Tomorrow? The time is now. Well, I think that is probably a good place to wrap it up. Now, I wanted to also give a huge shout out to Brown Girl Angels based in Toronto, Canada. They were the angel investing group that invited us to an awesome event like late last year. And that was honestly what sparked my interest in angel investing because it was just so cool to see like these women of color from all different ages and stages in life just being like, yeah, and I invest in this and I invest in that. And I really care about this company. And I was just like, wow, that is goals. So I think that's probably a good place to wrap things up. Just to really quickly summarize what we talked about. We spoke on what angel investing is, the fact that the name comes from a really interesting background with Broadway theatre, but they can also be called informal investors, angel funders, private investors, seed investors. When it comes to finding deals, you've got to understand that they're like the opposite of venture capitalists and you need to have a little bit more money to work with, but you can get deals from analysts, from your friends and family, from incubators. There's a few disadvantages, however, and there's a few advantages. And at the end of the day, Are you going to be someone that wants to angel invest? I think that's the personal question. Maybe you do right now. Maybe you want to in the future. But I just think it's so important to know what it is and like have that knowledge behind you. Absolutely. Till next time, Sim. Till next time, Sonia. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.